You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied and ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Help! I suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome, welcome back to a whole new episode of Help! I Suck at Dating. You are joined today by only one third of the host, uh, so myself, Vanessa. Jared is in Capri, I believe. Dean is in Croatia, so they're on the other end of the world. But I'm joined in studio by Mark and Easton. Thank you guys for not ditching me today. Well, believe me, if we had a, cha- a chance to go to either of those places, we'd be there. Yeah, Capri I know. And Croatia. I know. I know. Well, I'm in my bedroom right now, calling in from my um, little studio here, and we have actually a great episode. Um, last time I did a solo episode, it was a girl talk. Brandy Cyrus came in to help me co-host. Um, and today we have Ernestine Sclafani Bayless, who's here to talk about her new book. And if you're dating someone who's obsessed with sports, you're going to want to listen to this. Um, but first I kind of want to just give a little bit of, um, an update on my life. I mean, I talk about my life all the time on the podcast, but 10 months ago, that's when I did my solo episode called girl talk brandy cyrus was on and she was also single and i was talking about how a guy had just kind of ended a relationship with me or quote unquote a relationship i was like dating him long distance mark had asked me about babies i started crying because i thought i'm never gonna find anyone i'm gonna be single for the rest of my life i'm gonna have to freeze my eggs and 10 months ago that was going through my head i was single i was i will admit it i was desperate i thought it was the end of the world, that I wasn't going to find someone who wanted the same things as I did. Brandy had moved. I think she had just moved to Menver at that point, a.k.a. Denver. 
um, because she was also fed up of like being single. And she recently announced that she's in a relationship. So this is not to like talk about, oh, look at us. We're in a relationship. This is really to give hope for people who did tune in to that episode and are now listening to this episode and to see that, you know, there is hope and that you will find someone. Um, And if you are going through a heartbreak right now, it's totally normal to feel like it's the end of the world, that there is no hope, that you're not going to find the person that you have in mind and so on and so forth. But first of all, the person that you have in mind and this idea of this like perfect soulmate doesn't exist, right? Like, I'm not saying that my boyfriend now is not perfect, but he's perfect in my eyes and he's perfect in the relationship that I have with him because we built the relationship that we want to have together. So I actually took the liberty to write down five things that I feel in no particular order either. Five things that I feel are important to have in a relationship. And these are things that I've learned throughout the last 10 months. Um, So from the last episode that I did called Girl Talk on the podcast. So these are five things that I came up with. So number one, when you're looking for a partner, um, a soulmate, whatever you want to call them, find someone who is able, I don't even know if able is the word, but willing someone who's willing to work on things and work things through and put in effort. So whether that means, I feel like we live in an age right now where it's so easy to, I don't know, get distracted by Instagram or get distracted by a dating app or everything is so fast paced. And it's like, oh, next, I don't want this next. I don't want this kind of like Uber Eats, right? Like you're looking at all the food and you're like, "Hmm, let me pick the best thing that has like five stars. So it's the same thing when it comes to dating. Like everything is very much fast paced, but you want to be able to find someone who's kind of like old school and wanting to work on things when things get tough. Because in a relationship, I mean, Mark, you've been married for how many years? 17, uh, just a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Congratulations. Thank so you. 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, happy anniversary. Thank so you. there's there's ups and downs in a relationship. And I remember like kind of doing a diagram of what a relationship looks like. And the first like two, three years, it's like a kind of like a roller coaster. It's like going up because you're like like, getting to know about each other. It's still fairly new. And then it keeps going up because you get engaged. And that's like another exciting thing that happens. And then you have a wedding to plan. So the roller coaster keeps going up and then you get married and it's very exciting. And then you have a kid. It's very exciting. And then like at one point, obviously a relationship or marriage kind of goes flat, right? And that's okay. And I feel like it's it's a stage in a relationship where a lot of people fear. It's like, well, why doesn't it keep going up? Like, why doesn't the roller coaster keep going up? And it's okay for it to get flat because that means as, as long as it's flat at a happy point, right? Not at your lowest point in a relationship because that means that you're just unhappy. But in order to make a relationship last, you need two partners that are willing to make it work, whether that's finding out that you need individual therapy or that you need to go to couples therapy together or that you want to talk about your emotions and not suppress your feelings so that you later on resent the person. Because I remember I had dated someone who um, did not like a certain job that I was doing and basically gave me an ultimatum and was like, well, I, it's either me or the job type of thing. And I quit wow. the job at that point. Yeah. And at that, I remember crying so much and I remember thinking like, well, why am I crying for if this is what I want? If this is the guy that I want to be dating and married to who gives shit about the job. But at that point, when I was in my twenties, 
that was like my little brain thinking like, ooh, everything should be revolved around the person I'm dating. And this goes to my next point. Can you hold it? Can you say what it was about your job that he objected to? So I I, I was hosting some TV shows and he just didn't like the fact that I guess it was like some guy interaction, but it's not really like there was no guy inter- it's not like i'm making out with a host you know what i mean like wow. you're hosting i was hosting like a little very little show in montreal that's some deep insecurity um, on his part i think that's a real red flag yeah um, and yeah. by the way just it's, what you're saying you're right it needs a, a, a dual mindset that you are in this for the long haul and that the relationship is worth fighting for because it is very easy to just walk away and i have found that in in my marriage that in our there are we bicker sometimes you fight sometimes it's going to happen mm-hmm. we've been together 22 years but it's a mindset it's a long-term mindset it's a we're mm-hmm. in this forever and so if there's mm-hmm. issues that we need to figure out we got to figure them out because we're not going anywhere that's what you're looking for right and if you're the if you're like me and you're the type of person that has that mindset from early on in a relationship mm-hmm. and you're dating someone who doesn't then like uh, it's hard to to make that work and a lot of my relationships post and pre-bachelor were like that and now that I'm dating someone who's so, I don't like calling it old school, but he has that old school mentality where it's like, no, we're not going to break up because we're arguing. And even if like you're arguing about like stupidities for a week or whatever, like we're going to get through this. So it's like figure out a way to resolve this conflict. My and this goes- me, just the other day, she said, I was married to you long before I was actually married to you. Oh, oh I love that. <laughs> yes, I, I love that thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I 100% agree with that. That's how I feel too. And you know what? That could really scare some people away. That's true. But it's but and so you don't want to make a big deal out of it. But it, it's a, it's no. a it's a long term mindset. It doesn't mean I'm right. absolutely going to marry you. Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm mm-hmm. that committed to you. I'm that level of commitment. Uh, my mind's not straying. My eyes aren't straying. I'm all yours. Yes, I love that. And so this goes to my next point when I talk about qualities. So again, this is like not professional advice. These are just things that I wrote down. So write down what your qualities are. Like, I don't even know if the word is qualities, like qualities, like for me, like I love laughing. Would that be a quality or things I like to do? Maybe things I like to do. Like I love, I don't know. I love laughing. I used to like working out. Um, I love spending time with my family. I love spending time with my friends. And are you still doing these things while you're in a relationship? So this is a holding yourself accountable to not losing yourself in a relationship. Cause that's something that I would do in former, in other relationships. And B, are you not doing these things because the person that you're with is making you so unhappy that it's taking you away from the things that you love doing? Mm. That's something that I realized about some former relationships of mine. And I'm kind of in a, I'm kind of a point in my life right now where I work a lot from home. My boyfriend has his job and he leaves the house and I work from home. I record my podcast from my bedroom. So everything that I do is from home. And oftentimes I realize wow, I have not left my house all day and it's 11 o'clock at night. And it gets very sad and very lonely and very depressing because I'm constantly either on my phone, on my computer, and I'm not doing a lot of face-to-face conversations. Like I'm calling in, but I'm not talking to anyone. Like I'm talking to you guys through a screen. So I found myself in a place right now where I remember on Sunday, I got really mad and I'm like, I'm going for a walk. And he's like, why are you upset for? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I'm bored. I'm bored. We're always home. We're never doing anything. And he's like, that's not true. Right now you're just projecting all of this, like 
what you're going through in your personal life into the relationship. So I, and he put me into my, he put me in my place and he's like, listen, hold yourself accountable. You know, you love working out, go work out. You know, you love hanging out with your friends, spend more time with your friends, like make that conscious effort. Another piece of advice is knowing what your non-negotiables are, because if you're someone that just really wants to be in a relationship, sometimes you might overlook things in the guy or things that you know you like hold really dear and close to your heart, but you're like, oh, but this guy really likes me. Let me ignore some of the signs. So what are your core values that are your non-negotiables? So for me, kids is number one. Like I will not date a guy who doesn't want kids or is not open to the idea of wanting kids. Um, maybe you're someone that's very religious, so then you're gonna wanna date someone who's open to the same religion that you're in or having family time, or even a little thing, like if you're someone that wants a specific kind of lifestyle, make sure that you're with someone that's able to want the same things as you do, because if not, there's gonna be that level of resentment, like, well, you're not giving me what I need or you're not giving me what I want, but if that's not what he's capable of giving you, then you need to look elsewhere type of thing. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I would warn not to have too long a list of deal breakers, because sometimes no. you evolve right. and you change and you find the guy that doesn't check every box, but it turns out he's the guy. I don't think oh, I checked 100%. all of my wife's boxes when we first met, but, it, but we became inseparable. Uh, uh, and listen, and those, but the non-negotiables for me basically have one, it's kids. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't really need to be with someone that doesn't want to get married. I just want to make sure that you want to procreate and the non-negotiables that I had in my twenties versus my thirties kind of changed in my twenties. You guys, I was the typical, like anyone that's listening from Montreal, I didn't want to leave my mom's air, like wherever my mom lived. I wanted to buy a house near my mom. I wanted kind of like the same lifestyle. And now I'm like living in the city and I'm in my thirties. I'm like, I would not have wanted what I had wanted in my twenties because I was kind of wanting the same things. I guess my family was projecting onto me. And now that I've moved out of the, the suburbs, I'm like, that's not what I wanted. Okay. But couldn't that and be an next- argument to not have a list of deal breakers if that list is going to change anyway throughout your life? Right. But that's what I'm saying. So there's things that are deal breakers, which are my non-negotiables, a wanting kids. And, and then there's also, changed. that's never going to change. And then there's the negotiables, right? The ones that you're like, oh, I'm willing to compromise on it. Right. So, and, and, and I think when you're 20, it's a long list. And then when you're 30, it's a shorter list. And then when you're 40, it's getting pretty short because you realize that, well, I'll, I mean, perhaps there's a level of, of desire just for that person, but also there's a level of, you know what? There's a lot of people in the world. It's a very diverse, wonderful world. And maybe mm-hmm. I can get to know, I, we can come together on certain things. A hundred percent. So like, like I said, yeah, the non-negotiables and then the the ones that you're willing to, to, to negotiate and to compromise on. So yeah, definitely do not, I'm echoing what you said, do not have a long list, but just know like, what are your core, like, who are you as a person? And obviously certain things can be compromised versus others that you're like, no, this is what I want. And I know, you know, like, I know I want kids and I know I need to be with someone that has kids. And my last one is, which might be a hard one is to encourage each other to, how can I put this? So let's say Mark, you one day wake up and you're like, you know what? I, well, maybe not a DJ, but okay, fine. Like you wake up and you're like, Oh, you tell your wife, I want to become a DJ. And you want to make sure you're with a partner who's going to encourage you to do and have healthy goals. Right? Yes. So I am a firm believer that 
I think our educational system is kind of backwards. Like at 16 years old, it's not really reasonable to think, oh, I want to become this in my, you know, when I'm in my 20s and in my 30s. And so I'm going to go to university to study this. You can change your career path at any stage in your life. So you're not stuck to in doing the things that you're doing in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s. You could be doing something in your 20s and you graduate to something bigger in your 30s or something completely different. And I'm someone who's very much, I like to be multifaceted. So I like doing different things all at once. And so I wanna make sure that I have a partner who's gonna encourage me to follow some of my goals that are healthy. Not like, oh, I'm gonna become a clown today. like. That's not really reasonable, right? I'm not going to really make a lifestyle. Uh, I really did. I actually wanted to join Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, if you want to go to clown college, you should, he yeah. should encourage you to go to clown college. <laughs> he should. You know what? He probably would. That's the thing. <laughs> He's so sweet. Um, so those are my top four things that I learned in the last 10 months of dating. Tori's in studio. Tori's our other producer. Are you in a relationship? No, but I am kind of talking to someone. Ooh. Okay. So I had reached out to Instagram and I told some of my followers, well, I told my followers and some of the followers did reply, ask me certain questions or topics that you want to talk about on the podcast. And some of them had asked, how do you know that the person that you're dating is someone that you want to date long term? This is everything I needed to discuss. (laughs) So this person that I'm talking to is long distance and it's really hard for me. I'm like starting to kind of like think about him and I don't do well with like codependency like that terrifies me and I hate when somebody starts to make me feel like they're (gasps) not like affecting your mood but you're like oh like I kind of hate that I'm like thinking about you like that's is that a waste of time like I I really fight things on that in my brain because I just don't want somebody to ever determine how my like day goes so if you're like oh he's like taking a long time to respond back I'm fine I'm cool nope everything's great but like it's really not So I hate to start to feel that way. So then now I'm like, it's so hard because long distance, you can't really have the quality time needed to progress to know, okay, I do want to keep spending time with you. And we have FaceTimes and they're like, great, but you don't get to see somebody's really true character when you're FaceTiming. So now I'm like, is this worth investing in? Obviously, like I'm still like going on dates with other people, but it's, it's like hard because you're like, oh, like. Do I need to just kind of like let this one go? But then why am I thinking about him? But then if he's long distance and I don't really get to see those moments of just kind of, I don't know, the moments you need to see if you want to keep progressing or not. So that's why I am having a hard time relating to maybe what yours were because I'm like in the midst of it and I'm like, I don't know what it is. Have you guys met in person? Yes. Okay. Well, that's that's a good step. Um, (laughs) So in relation to your codependency, I totally agree. But there's this one quote. I don't remember who said it. And I'll, I want to read it to you and to anyone listening. If you suffer, it is because of you. If you feel blissful, it is because of you. Nobody else is responsible. Only you and you alone. You are your hell and your heaven too. And it's so true because when you're, when you're, I remember saying like, oh, I love being single. I, I feel like I'm my best self when I'm single. Like I'm happy. Like no one could ruin my mood. I'm not dependent on anyone else's people responding to me or not responding to me or how they react to some, something that I do or say and how that's going to affect my day to day. But at the end of the day, after I read this quote, I'm like, it is so true. 
No one else has control of your emotions. No one else has control of your brain. You go to bed with yourself and you wake up with yourself every single morning. So you should never allow, which is so easy to say, right? But having that balance of understanding if someone is not responding to you or if they respond to you like in a way that you don't, you didn't expect, that's something that's going on with them. You know, like you can't hold that energy over yourself and make that ruin your day. It's true. I I hate that now in technology, we're so affected by not just one outlet of like, oh, this guy's not taking me mm-hmm. on a date. I'm like, okay, well, he didn't text me back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I know he's done with um, like his work. So now he, why wouldn't he like want to call me? Or like, okay, we set up a FaceTime date, but then he hasn't communicated with me yet on when he's going to call mm-hmm. me. And I hate that mm-hmm. now I have so many different outlets to be stressed about. And I'm not like, I don't, I don't really get stressed easily, but then I'm having to constantly reroute my mindset, which I'm okay with, but it gets really conflicting of being like, I'm wasting so much energy almost on a situation. I don't know that's worth it because you're long distance and I'm trying to be a team player, but it is really hard because then you can't be like, Hey, I really hate when you don't text me back, even though we've only really hung out for about three weeks, <laughs> you know, cause I'm like, we're not dating. So it's I super know. hard. I know. I remember uh, someone had just recently asked me, like, Vanessa, how did you go on The Bachelor? Like, you know that he's dating all these other girls. I'm like, yeah, but at least I know (laughs) that he has to be dating other girls. Like, in the real world, I don't know. Like, how do you know? So true. When do you ask the person, are you dating other people? Are we going to be exclusive? Is three months too early? Is three weeks too early? I know. I think if you feel like you're really into this guy, and I'm, I love, I love doing long distance. I, Wait, I kind of do too. I don't like the beginning of it, but I do like how we can both be independent with our lives. Oh, but Mark's right. shaking his no, head. I'm anti this. I'm, I'm anti long distance. If there's no relationship that is established prior, if you establish a relationship brutal. and then you have to be long distance, I get it. But starting from long distance, I think is really challenging so with hard. no plan for eventual non long distance, <laughs> I think is almost impossible. And we'll get emails. Mark's a jerk. Uh, my, my husband for 30 years, we started long distance. That's cool. I just think the odds are against you. Just over here crying. Don't mind me. Just kidding. <laughs> that's like literally it, my scenario. Is it a flight or a drive? It is a flight but connecting oh <laughs> yeah, not even a direct flight <laughs> i know you guys that's LA really hard there's no direct from lax to where he is no wow you know where he is mark i do mm-hmm. is he in like a prison colony somewhere <laughs> oh i do you I do. do okay and it's not easy and he does not have the easiest schedule Oh, oh, ever. Especially this time of year. Like, he got off the plane at, like, 2 a.m., and luckily I was packing. And, um, but that's, like, well, at 4 a.m., 2 a.m. my time. And I'm like, so that's why you went zero dark 30 on me. But, like, I just need communication. But then again, we're mm-hmm. so early on. I can't be like, hey, I didn't like how you didn't let me know what you were doing. But then I don't want to be that psycho girl. This is why I hate dating. And this is why I suck at dating. And this is why... <laughs> No, see, I dated someone long distance. And I remember once he uh, went, I don't remember where he went. He had to go somewhere for work. He boarded his flight. He landed. And then I'm like, I didn't hear from him before he left, while he had, like, while he was on his flight, after he landed, I have no idea where he is. If he's safe, he's okay, whatever. And I had given him a little, I was a little bit passive aggressive when he had called me that night and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, you never told me when your plane took off. Like, Like, there was no communication throughout the entire day. He's like, well, why don't you just ask me? And I'm like, oh, it's that simple. I can just ask you to 
say these are things that I kind of want in our relationship because we're long distance and I kind of need this kind of communication because it's a different kind of not face-to-face relationship and he's like yeah and that's that's how we ended up making it work for whatever not many not a long time but it worked for a while i'm feeling so good about this you guys thank you no quick question <laughs> did you know him before like going to no. mark's thing did you did you guys set something up prior no. but i just could never like take a i also feel like when you have those moments of facetiming someone when they're long distance you just want it to be fun and mm-hmm. great and everything's happy so like bringing it up and being like Hey, um, I don't, it's like, I couldn't even imagine. Obviously I, I physically could not say anything at this point, but I'm like, well, you need to be enjoying it for what it is. And if you're not, I and know, it sounds like true. you're not, then I'm not sure what you're doing. No, I do enjoy it. It's like adding a lot of stress to your life. It's just cause I don't like codependency. So when I start thinking about someone, I'm like, this is such a waste of my time to think about <gasps> no, someone. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no. no, it is. I think there's literally no territory. Probably. No, I think you're just scared. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fear. I don't like to feel feelings. Oh boy. (laughs) That's a whole other show. Date me. Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I actually do feel like I think I I actually do have a problem with that. Well, it is letting your guard down, which I can do when I've talked about it with like other people before or it's like almost comes scripted where it's not scripted but it's more of like oh I've talked about this before I can get into that but when you start to get into the things that like I don't really want to talk about or the fact that I'm like you actually kind of make me sad when you don't respond it gets me a little terrified because I also don't want to be that crazy girl who's like you didn't text me back no 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 no. first of all I believe there's no such thing as crazy girl. I think girls have that title. No, I think girls have that title because of things that men have put people, women through. I agree. And then with now that. men have, we have given women be- that title. Well, there is a right. reason why every girl is quote unquote crazy. No. Yeah. No, like there's something that a guy has done usually. Cause like you could go talk to your friends and be like, Hey, yeah, we're like, we're having a, like a really fun time. We're talking every night. And then he says things, but then he'll translate to his friends being like, oh, she's just crazy. She like always wants to talk to me. But you're like, no, we're missing a huge part of the story. So it makes a girl seem crazy. That's because the guys have give lack of the details to their friends. Does that make sense? Being no. Guys. Yeah, I, I get that. Do you get what I'm saying? A guy doesn't understand the level of depth there is in some guys don't understand there's different layers to a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you're not meeting those layers, then it could drive a woman to ask certain questions. And guys are very simple. I feel like, you know, it's like, is it gonna work or is it not gonna work? Mm. And are they simple? It, Mark. Yeah. Oh, guys Mark. are really simple. I think that guys are yeah. so simple, it's almost complicated. Yeah. Okay, maybe, yes. but we're like, really yes. simple. But I but how would you handle a girl that you've like only been talking to for about like a month and was like, "Hey, like I don't like when you respond." You'd be like, "This is weird." Uh, yeah, I'd say, "What?" Exactly. You, even, you, you live on the other side of the country. I don't know why we're doing this in the first place. Bye. I think yes. So it's like taking it simple for me. Like I have to, I have to cover my emotions, which yes. is going to make me a crazy girl. No. So that is your first sign to <laughs> tell yourself maybe this isn't the right person. Then. Mm-hmm. But why? If you're afraid to, he- if, you shouldn't be afraid of someone's reaction to your emotions because your feelings could never be wrong. Right. True. You can never there be, can be wrong crazy. feelings. No, I agree no. with Vanessa. I tell my kids this. Your emotions aren't wrong. You're, you're the way you respond to your emotions can be wrong. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. But the emotions themselves are not wrong. 
Yeah. No, I actually get. Yeah. You're going to feel jealousy that. and you're going to feel envy and you're going to feel hate towards mm-hmm. people. But acting on it is where the problems come in. OK, I agree with that. The acting of it for like on it for sure. Well, this kind of goes to um, it connects to the next topic that someone wrote in on Instagram. How do you know when it's time to let go? I'm not saying you need to let go, but how do you know when the right time is to say goodbye to someone? Like I'm, this is great it's a, question. Actually it's really hard for me to, I'm never really someone, uh, we spoke about this with the guys too. And I think they said it was easier for them to be broken up with than to be the one to br- be the one to break up with someone. Um, and I feel like, yeah, maybe towards some the end of some relationships, I would act a certain way for them to kind of be like, nah, I don't no. want to be with you, Vanessa. <laughs> no. I'm like, I don't want to break up with you. So, oh. I mean, not every relationship was like that. But I mean, I think I, when I was really young, I didn't know how to break up with someone and or hurt their feelings. Um, but now it's like, whatever, you know, like you don't have time to waste. So when you, for me, at least I feel like if that person, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, isn't really hitting the, is this person willing to work things through with me and do whatever it takes to make this a healthy relationship? Because you're going to have parts of a relationship that make you unhappy and could be kind of toxic when you're having like outbursts mm-hmm. of like disagreements and stuff. But if that person isn't willing to hear you, doesn't see you for who you are and you kind of feel invisible in the relationship, to me, that's a sign of like, Time to walk away. It's time to walk away. Yeah, exactly what you said. That's the key. When one of you, and it could be you, doesn't Mm -hmm. want to put the effort in anymore. Mm -hmm. When you see that from them or you feel it in yourself, that's when it's time to walk away. Yeah. I like how you put that, Mark. It could be you too. Can we press rewind a little bit? When is it a time to walk away when you're dating someone and you're not sure if you're totally into them, but you're still saying yes to dates? When do you finally go, okay, I'm not into this or I am like for me, I went on a date with this guy to uh, like a couple dates. He was so nice. Like literally knew I was sick, showed up with little juice crafters, wellness shots. Like was like, I either had to get gas or this. And so I chose to get you this because I know how much you love these. Like so, so nice. But you guys, I like wasn't attracted to him like physically. So do I give that more than two dates, even though I'm like, oh, I don't like I feel in my gut. It's kind of a no, but you're so thoughtful. Like he knew I didn't like tequila. So he's like, we're going to get wine first, then get tacos. You guys, he was so nice. I'm the worst human ever. But I don't know how how many dates you give someone before walking away from that. Um, I would say a few. I think, listen, there's a lot of good looking people in the world. but okay, so this analogy is a friend of mine that uh, came up with this analogy. Okay, listen to this. So she said, Vanessa, if someone presents to you, a t- uh, you know, the Tiffany, yeah. you know, Tiffany. Yeah. Okay. So if someone presents to you, uh, presents you a Tiffany box and it's really pretty because you're like, wow, it's a blue Tiffany box and you open it up and inside is a piece of are you going to want the <laughs> Tiffany box? No. Right. So it's, so you like, you can judge someone from their exterior, but then their heart is not as, it's not shining as bright as their exterior. For me, it's what is this person going to be able to like willing to do for you 
and for the relationship. To me, it doesn't sound like he has a piece of heart. It sounds like he has a heart of gold. I would give this guy a chance. Right. You're saying that you're saying the opposite is true. You can, if there's a Tiffany bracelet inside a junky Amazon box, doesn't right. matter. It's what's inside right. that matters. Right. I agree. I feel like look, maybe I'm crazy, but aren't isn't everybody attractive if they put the effort yes, in? Yes, totally. Like yes. if they dress nicely, they're in shape, they they get their hair done well, whatever it is. I feel like everybody everybody is a certain amount of attractive. I'm like, I'm so conflicted about it because I'm like, oh, how long do you give someone? And I don't want to lead. Here's my main thing. I never want to lead anybody on and make it harder on them. And I feel like right. I kind of do have a one up in the situation where I'm like, oh, I'm not so attached. So it's easy to go on a date with you. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, this is so mean. Are you dating other, do you know that, does he know that you're dating other people? I don't really know how that gets brought up, but yes. Okay, so then you're not leading him on. I mean, I would just probably bring up a conversation that like, you know, like you want to see. Oh my gosh, I so mean. I can't tell somebody like, hey, I'm dating other people, but I still would love to like eat my cake too. No, I think, listen, there's nothing sexier than a woman or a man or whoever to be fully transparent and honest about where their head is at in the in the relationship. I hate when you're dating someone and it's like you kind of have to decode what they're saying, what they're doing. If they're writing to you with an exclamation mark, a point, three dots, like what does that all mean? Like, tell me where your head is at. Do you want to date other people? Do you want to date me exclusively? I find that sexy. And I, I feel like men find that really sexy coming from a woman as well. Well, I, I've she been wants. on that side of it a lot. I, long ago, I would be friends with these women and I would catch mm -hmm. feelings and they would tell me about dates they would go on and mm -hmm. I would just have to deal with it. It was never mean. It was honest. But mm -hmm. the the pining sucked. Like the, that part of me that was just like trying and sometimes I was very open about my feelings. I was honest too. And they're like, oh, that's very nice. You know, but <laughs> as long as they're not using me for free dinners and free movies, we're just hanging out and spending time together. I think it's fine. Right. Oh, man. I don't know why that just like makes my stomach go into knots. All right. We have so much more to talk about. A lot of you have sent in a bunch of questions and topics on Instagram. But before, before we get into that, Ernestine is in studio and we're going to talk to her and about her new book coming up. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. 
berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we are back and we're very lucky to have in studio today the lovely Ernestine Sclafani Bayless, who's here to talk to us about her new book. Thank you so much for being here. Her new book, Balls. How to keep your relationship alive when you live with a sports obsessed guy. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, so give us a little bit more background on who you are. You're okay. married to an influential sports personality. I am. I'm married to Skip Bayless, who's probably one of the most um, well known personalities in sports. We've been together 14 years and married for three. And so over the 14 years, I have watched a ton of sports and probably knows more about sports than I'd say, you know, pick any guy on the street. And I know more, not because I want to, but because it just seeps in. Oh, my goodness. I wish so. You're joined today by me. But then there's mm-hmm. also two other co-hosts that aren't here, Dean and Jared. And Jared is a huge sports fan. He Ugh. loves Tom Brady. He loves Ugh. football. So I'm sure he would have loved to oh, interview you. This is Skip's favorite, Tom Brady mm-hmm. and, you know, the Cowboys. This is it. And Patriots. That's my life. I have I have T-shirts that prove it. I have no I don't care about it, but I wear T-shirts just to be on his side, just to help him. That's. That's so sweet of you. So you were never into sports before meeting your husband. Never. I'm somebody that grew up in a house that my father liked the Boston, you know, Philharmonics. My mother liked Vegas and Atlantic City. My brother played soccer, but I had no interest. I didn't grow up in a house that cared about college football and college Mm -hmm. basketball. And it wasn't until I met Skip that I actually even found out what sports was. I mean, I didn't care. I mean, the closest I got to sports was I played clarinet for years in high school and I was in the marching band. So that was the closest I ever got to like a real, you know, football game. But I was playing <laughs> clarinet, so I didn't know what was going on. And then I met this guy who was just totally engulfed in sports and it just opened a whole new world. And I had this appreciation for what guys, mostly guys, I mean, there are a lot of women that love sports, but 
mm-hmm. know, it's it's a it's almost a religion to them, and it, it's just funny now that I've been with them for fourteen years. I just see it in a different light, and and I, so I've had so many girlfriends that said to me, "How do you put up with this sports thing?" That I wrote this book because it's just been part of my life, and I figured I can help other women get through it. So when they say opposites attract, I guess as the saying goes, it it does. You can date someone who has different interests and a different sort of lifestyle and still make it work. Yeah, you know, it's all a matter of compromise. You really can make it work with anybody. It just, my father being the Italian dad, I would go to him with problems. I'd say, Dad, what do you think about this? He'd say, take a piece of paper and write the pros on one side, the cons on the other side, and see which, you know, equals out. And it's really, if the guy has all these great qualities and you don't have that much going as far as in common with him, but there are other good points about that guy then why not make it, you know, give it a try and make it work? Yeah, actually, I love doing the pros and cons uh-huh. list. I especially do that whenever I feel like I, I feel like the relationship is coming to an end. I do a pros and cons list. And if the cons list outweighs the pros, I'm like, all right, it's time for this guy to go. <laughs> uh-huh, that's but true. I, also, I also feel like when you're dating someone, you have this idea of like, oh, I want to have this type of lifestyle. And these are the interests that I like. And I hope that he has the same types of interests. And if he doesn't ma- match those, then I don't want to be with him. But also don't lose yourself in the relationship, right? So if you're dating someone like you're married to someone who has to watch sports mm-hmm. for a living, mm-hmm. you still have your life. He has his life, but you find a way to make things work. Yeah. I, when I first met him and we had our first phone conversation, he was watching a Yankees game and I thought, oh, that's so cute. He's watching a Yankees game. I didn't really know that this was going to be the larger picture of my life. Like, oh God, he's watching another Yankees game. But so we were talking and he said, oh, I really like Woody Allen movies. And I said, I love Woody Allen. And then he, I said, I love, I love Lucy. He said, I know every Lucy. And it was like, oh my God, this Aww. guy is like, there are some really good points about this guy. And, you know, he likes things I like and the sports thing. Yeah, that's his thing. And even if he wasn't in sports for his job, he loves sports. He just is, you know, if he wasn't doing his job today, he'd still watch sports. It's in his veins. It's in his blood. But he has other qualities. We love, we love music. We love movies. We love theater. And so... You know, all of that, it kind of equals out. I mean, sometimes on the weekend during football season, it doesn't really equal out because it's like Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Thursday. But I just do my own thing. Um, but, y- you know, yeah, y- you know, yeah, they have some things in common. And, but the other the good qualities kind of take over some of the other things you don't have in common. So this relation, this book is about how to keep your relationship alive. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a little tease of what kind of advice we can find in the book? Okay, well, the the title, of course, Balls, How to Keep Your Relationship Alive When You Live with a Sports-Obsessed Guy. I mean, that's basically, it covers the whole, whole gamut. Um, I keep it alive by the longer I've been with him, the, I learn about him and I learn what works and what doesn't work. And so he's got this whole thing about jinxes when he watches sports. And so the more, I mean, again, I come from a Jewish Italian house and my mother who liked to play cards, she would say to me, oh my God, the guy I'm playing cards with, if he gets up while we're playing and he has to go to the men's room, then I'm losing because he got up from the table. So I was like, okay, I knew a little bit about jinxes, but then Skip took it to a higher level because if I walk into the living room after coming from the kitchen and turning the light up in the kitchen and his game is losing, he makes me go back into the kitchen and turn the light off. So that's oh the jinx. Oh my that's, God. Yeah, we're talking major jinxes. 
I, I could relate to that, though, because when I was watching, so like we discussed before we went on air, I am from an Italian background. Mm-hmm. And whenever Italy was in the World Cup, I would walk into the room and the other team would score. So my friends would tell me, go back into the bathroom <laughs> and you're not allowed to come back out until Italy scores That's again. True. Every time I literally was stuck in the bathroom for three hours <laughs> and that year Italy won. <laughs> that is funny. I mean, I can go on and on. He's got jinxes where if he was watching a game and he had come back from playing golf, so he's washing his golf clubs in the sink or whatever he has to do. I don't play golf. I just drive the golf cart. So he's washing them. And <laughs> You're his game such a is good like, wife. Yeah, I'm a good wife. I just drive the cart, and then I try to drive it safely. And at times he's like, oh, my God, you're going too fast. I'm like, how fast can I go? The pedal only goes down you know, so far. But anyway, he's washing the golf clubs in the sink, and his game is on, and he's winning. And so what he does is he continues to wash the golf club heads. It's now like two hours, and I'm like, how long? He's like, because if I stop washing them, they're going to lose. And so this is the neuroses that I've come to live with and understand. It's amazing because he covers sports. He, he knows does. these athletes. He, he does. He, he does. He, some of them personally. He right. knows that it all happens on the field. None of it happens right. in his sink. But you try to explain that to someone, you know, and then we have this little dog, Hazel, who's this little white Maltese who's three years old. And in the beginning, when we first got Hazel, I'd see Skip take Hazel into his room because he's got two giant TVs in his room that he watches sports. And then I would see her disappear for two hours and I'd say, where's Hazel? And then I would go into his room and I say, "What are you doing, with Hazel?" Well, nothing. Just don't worry about it, okay? And I, then I realized, oh, it's <laughs> like having a Buddha. And you know, people rub a Buddha. Oh. So Hazel is oh. the good. You know, when things are going great, Hazel stays in there. And all of a sudden, I see Skip opens the door and hands me Hazel, and I know, oh, the team is losing. <laughs> this is like the pawn. Take her away from me. And I'm like, I get it. I know what's going on. Is that? It's crazy, but that's what it is. It's all about that. So are you saying you should be encouraging your significant other to have these rituals and jinxes and to believe in them or to just avoid them at all costs? No, you know, you can't make them do what, you know, you, if you if they have a jinx, they're going to have the jinx. You can't yeah. stop that jinx. So what you have to do is you have to learn about the jinxes. So now I know, you know, not to say certain things like the the kiss of death is to say as soon as his game starts and like they're up by like maybe three points and the other team is losing and I go oh you got this this team is going to win don't oh my god this is like oh why now why don't you turn the tv off you know what you just did to me you just made me lose I'm like do you think I have such power I can change a game I can change the Super Bowl I can change the World Series if I do I should buy the lottery ticket go play lotto immediately but this is what he thinks so now I know don't even say it because you know, why hype them up? Why get them really mad? What mm-hmm. the heck? It's like feed into it. It's like, okay, fine. You know what? Just don't don't turn the light on. And he makes me walk backwards. If I walk into his room and his team is winning and then I walk in, he makes me walk out the same exact way I came in. You know, you have to walk out backwards, wow. you know. So this is, but I think every guy has something, you know. Does Josh have stuff like this? Josh is not. So Josh is my boyfriend. Josh is my Jewish mm-hmm. boyfriend. Okay, great. And he's... Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I got your approval. He does not. He's not really into sports. None of us are really into sports. We're both. We both love the Olympics. Mm, wow. So he runs. Yeah, he runs track. I was a gymnast. And when I was a gymnast, I had these really crazy superstitions. If I would win gold, I would wake up the next morning for the next competition and do everything I did the same day I won <laughs> that gold medal. I would tie my hair the same way. I would wear the same underwear. So I, I totally get when it comes uh-huh. to like the rituals and superstition and especially coming from an Italian background uh-huh. where we believe in like 
the evil eye. Oh my god, and like, the maluk, maluk. My father, would, yeah, right. The evil eye. My father would say to me, "He's giving me the maluk." Yeah. And then I had to look up in the Webster dictionary. Ma, how do you spell maluk? I don't even know what it. You know, evil oh, eye, evil eye. I, it's crazy. Which part of Italy? Because you have um... uh, Palermo, Sicilian. So oh, my wow. father had yeah. a very, very big temper. You know, it was very, my, you don't eat until my father sits at the dinner table at six o'clock. We all have to listen, you know, wait until my father sits down. And it was, that was the kind of house I grew up in. So, but the, the, the jinx thing I get, because I did grow up again, my mother had it with cards. My father had it mm. just with being Italian. And so I understand it, but this has taken it to a whole, you know, larger level. And then in the book, we have some celebrities that have, you know, they've weighed in on their jinxes from Billy Bob Thornton to Little Wayne to um, Shannon, who skipped debate partner on Undisputed. Um, and everybody, everybody just has a jinx. I have a thing that I do um, on my teams are the Milwaukee Brewers and the Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers. And ah. when the Packers are in the playoffs, I have a special hat that I wear that's kind of like a beret and it's a yellow poof on the top oh of it. God. And somebody made it once. It's homemade. It's not like uh-huh. official merchandise. And uh-huh. they sewed into it, go Packers. We found it in a garage sale back in the 90s and it says world champs. Oh, wow. And I wear it only oh. for the playoffs and uh-huh. my wife hates it because I look like an absolute idiot wearing uh-huh. it. But who but cares? It's, a, it's important that I wear that. If you that. win, yeah. it doesn't matter. Exactly. I know. That's yeah. the whole thing. Skip has a Dallas Cowboys t-shirt and when they're winning it's great but if you if you go on his i think it's on his instagram or his facebook after they lose then he goes and he throws it in the garbage pail in the kitchen because and but then later he goes and he takes it out so what's the difference he's like well, sooner or later you're gonna you're gonna wear it just give it up you know but it's a whole learning experience and that's what is in the book and i again i've never even i've never been to a football game in my life i've not still been to, yeah wow he doesn't go what? to football games he watches on tv because first of all it's easier for him to watch because he has to tweet and he's got different you know mm-hmm. he's got six games on at once but um when i first watched games with him i had no clue i knew what you know it's football but he'd say we want the red team to win and mm-hmm. so i would know you know the red team versus the blue team and then what would happen i go to the ladies room and i come out and i'd say what, what's happening? Oh, no, that was the other game. I put, I turned on the other game. I'm like, but I got into the other game with the red guys. Now you got yellow guys. I don't know where these guys come from or what they're doing. So, you know, it's like a big, big game you have to follow. But the only way that I started learning how to, um, one of the tips, is that I ended up looking for the really cute guys. So the cute guys are how I can watch the game. So for every team, I identify cute guys. And so the Spurs, that that's one of his favorite teams, I have a Manu Ginobili, you know, sweatshirt, Tony Parker. <laughs> I had Kawhi until Kawhi defected. But I have, and the reason why I like it is because I'm like, oh, these guys are so cute. This is, gives me an interest to watch these games. Yes, I totally agree with oh, you. I'm glad. Whenever, I'm not whenever, insane. Yes, I 100% agree with you. Or also, whenever uh-huh. it's the finals, right? And uh-huh. if your country's in the finals uh-huh. or your city or whatever's in the uh-huh. finals, then you really get into it. And that's when you do all your research. And there's that pride that's attached to it for like, for females like me who aren't really into sports, right. that's when I really get into it. Yeah. Um, and then you also talk about what not to say uh-huh. when their team is losing, uh-huh. which I think is also important for people who aren't necessarily dating someone that's into sports. Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm. this is also the art of empathy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Being right. empathetic towards your partner's yes. feelings yes. and what the reaction is yes. going to be. So one of the key, um, phrases I guess you could say is when I didn't do this at first and Skip would come in he'd be really upset his team lost and I'd just say wow and he'd say can't you say you know I feel bad or I'd say to him what do you mean I feel bad what what are you talking about I didn't have anything to do with them losing him he'd say yeah but I mean come on can't you just say well I'm sorry your team lost 
So it makes him feel better if I say, I'm sorry, your team lost. I don't understand the logic to that at all, because I really yeah. had nothing. Do you under, you get it? Yeah, of course, because you need to take it as seriously as they do. It's yeah, like, a, yeah. it's almost like a death in the family. Right. You need to really, <laughs> right. as Send silly flowers. as that seems, yeah, right. so you need to be like, hey, I'm really right. sorry. Right, exactly. That helps. Yeah, see, now I get, now you're a guy and you're telling me this, so I understand it, but it's like, do you feel bad? Like if my, you know, whatever it is, my show went off the air or something. It's not like, oh, I'm sorry that, you know, the HGTV that you like, that show is no longer on. Fixer Upper is off. I used to love Fixer Upper. He'd walk through the, the living room and go, oh, God, you're watching that stupid show again. I'd be like, yeah, but I don't call your game stupid. Well, they're not stupid, you know, but that's that's the guy girl thing, right. you know. Yeah. But so now I learn, you know, I'm sorry, your team was. What can I do? You want something special for dinner? Should I go get you something? It's oh, like this nice. whole. I try, I really do, but oh, then so I, you know, you cross your fingers that they're not always losing, so right. then you don't always got to do these things. And then so you're I, like, Win. right? And then I, then I even, and I'm not the most religious person. I grew up with, you know, Italian father, Jewish mom. I go to church. I go to temple. I go to church now with Skip. But I'd say, oh, I, I prayed to God. God, your team and Skip would say, that's not what you pray to God for. You don't pray to God for your team to win or lose. But for me, it's like, please, you don't know what it's like if your team loses. You don't live with you. I live with you. I need every every little bit of help I can get, you know? So when does it get the most intense? Because I don't really follow sports. Is there like a specific uh, month? Oh, yeah. Now it's, it's kicking off soon, September, yeah. September 8th. That's Sunday that it kicks off. That is the worst season, football season, because it's endless. It really is. You have college football. You have pro, you know, NFL football. So you have... Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. And they're all, wow. they seem to all be important. It's like every game is important. I, so then I Plus got. Plus, that's baseball playoffs are heating right, up. That's the. Yeah, right. That's and exciting. then October, in the midst of that, then you have NBA, NBA that kicks up. And NHL. So then, you're right. So then it's like. I don't know if it's just my life because mine is magnified by a thousand percent than right. you know most women. But he, there's always a sport on, no matter when it is. Even in the dead of summer, which is usually <laughs> August, and we can take a vacation, he'll watch women's softball from Oklahoma City. Wow! And it's like, I think it's in his blood. Yeah, we're. I think, oh God, there's no games on, and then it's like, well, look at these girls. Look how hard they. I'm like, oh my God, not. Women's softball. Is there any compromise? <laughs> like, can you do a thing like Tuesday night is our night and there's going to be no sports? Uh, yeah. You know what? It, he's really good about it, I have to say. In all, all kidding aside, he does compromise because he'll look at the game schedule before and he'll say, hey, listen, I can go to a matinee because I have to be home by 4.30. So then we'll go to a matinee. I'll say, let's go to, you know, like last weekend or was it just this weekend, um, the game come on pre, pre-football. pre These are the pre-football games that pre-season are just yeah, pre-season, yeah. which I don't know. They seem to be as important as the other ones, but not really because <laughs> not the starters really. don't play. Right. This I've learned. Right. The starters are the main guys. Just so you know, Vanessa, they don't, the starters, <laughs> this is a little bit I know. Starters are, are main guys. guys? There, there is some of them are cute, but the main guys like the Tom Brady's and all those guys, they haven't played yet, but somehow he still has to watch it. But he said, listen, if I can get home by, I think it was five, six o'clock, then we're OK. So we quickly ran and we got food at four thirty to six. And then he did like one hundred and fifty miles an hour driving home so we can get home just before the you know kickoff starts. So there is a compromise and he tries to help and he tries to say, hey, listen, this one is not as important and they'll say, we could watch something else. And then when I see what he does, he thinks I don't know this. He puts his laptop up and he puts the game on the laptop. So we're watching TV on the big screen in the living room. And then I see he's like looking down. I'm like, do you really need to watch it? No, no. I'm just looking to see what's going on. But I'm watching, you know, it's, it's, it's never going to I'm guilty end. of that. Too. You are? I am. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
We'll be watching Grey's Anatomy or something together, and I'll right. have my iPad set right. up so I can see the ball right. game. Right. Yeah. It's horrible. I, know. It is I need horrible. full attention, full attention. <laughs> so, how do you prioritize your free time together? How do you make, you said in August you guys were away on vacation. Uh-huh. Was that free time that yeah. led into we just, some? Yep. So, we get during, after the Super Bowl, then there's a free time. So, we have a week off or a week and a half off. Um, and then in August, we take the other part right before football season starts. So, that was last week. Uh, and then in December, he takes a few days around Christmas, maybe. But Christmas is a big day, as you know. NBA yeah. is big day, Christmas Day. So it, it, it's Christmas Day. There's there's games oh. all day long. Oh God, those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. See, be glad your boyfriend does not like <laughs> sports. <laughs> so you've been married for? Did you say three or four years? Three years, three years. We moved from New York City to Los Angeles three years ago when he left. He was working for ESPN. He had a show called First Take. And then he went to Fox Sports 1, and it's undisputed. So we got married actually two days before we moved to L.A. We, um, oh, no, in New York City. Yep. We went down to City Hall, and we got married. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank that's, you. I mean, that's a, I love that. I love being able to, I think we there's a, such a pressure in society, especially if you're coming from like a Jewish background or an Italian background where you've been dating. You guys were dating for uh-huh, 14 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and you decided to get married three years ago. Yes. So how did you make that decision and how did you not feel like there was a pressure to make that step? Well, we made, I actually said to him, you know what, for me to move cross country, because I grew up in New York and I have all my friends and my family there, it's a big undertaking to move somewhere with someone. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, I really feel better if we were married because I don't really care. I think if we were still in New York City, we probably would not have been married. But because we were moving and I just felt like I needed I needed to feel as though I was moving with somebody that it wasn't going to be some kind of just like, hey, let's hang out. Let's just move to L.A. and hang out. I needed a little bit more security. And so. A friend of ours was a judge and we called him and we said, hey, we're moving to L.A. on August 1st. And he said, oh, great. Come in on the 28th. And we went downtown and we just I I think he had like a golf shirt on (laughs) golf pants. And we just went downtown and uh, it was almost like night court because the bailiff was our our witness. And it was just kind of a (laughs) crazy, a crazy. I told nobody. And then we went back uptown and. And I think he watched a game or something. I don't know. And then we came out to L.A. on August 1st. And it was like, here we are. And um, but we were together for so many years. And he lived part of the time in Connecticut because he was working at ESPN. And I lived full time in New York City. And we had not lived together full time until we moved to L.A. And so that was a little bit of a, an awakening, too, because we were, uh-huh. you know, we had an apartment in New York City. He would come home on the weekends or I would go up to Connecticut on the weekends, but we didn't live full time. And it's different when you live full time with somebody in the same house. So 14 years, you guys mm-hmm. were doing long distance. Yeah, well, it was it was 11, uh, 12, 11 years, right. okay. 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. First year I met him, he was working out of New York City and I was living in New York City. So we were together, but I wasn't living with him. After one year, they they moved his his uh, show up to Connecticut. And so then it was a weekend relationship. But then we moved to L.A. And that was, you know, it was a very long. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard moving with somebody cross country, living with somebody Mm -hmm. in a, you know, in a house then that you never lived with before Mm -hmm. on on top of sports. 
we get so many questions about uh, long distance relationships. Mm-hmm. So I get, it's so nice to hear that you were able to do it for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I love, I'm in a relationship now, mm-hmm. but I loved long distance relationships because I was the type of person that would fully immerse myself into the relationship and kind of mm-hmm. lose who I was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so for me, long distance was a way to like get that emotional, you know, like need from my person but still be able to do all the things that I want to be doing. Um, but for me, it, it, it was always my six month mark. Once it hit six, six months, mm-hmm. I'm like, who's moving where? Like, mm-hmm. how are we going to make this work? So it's really nice to hear that you made a relationship work for 11 years. Now you're married, you have a book. Mm-hmm. And did he help you write it or is he a part he, of the book? He wrote a couple of chapters and part of a book. He does a Q&A for what, you know, what do guys think about this with girls sports relationships. So he just tried to answer what he thought the best way to help women deal with men that like sports. And so he was part of it. And he was he was really supportive. He loved it because he knows that I've been living in it for so long. And people would say to me, you should write a book. God, how do you put, do this? I couldn't put up with my guy for one day. And you're like living mm. with this guy. So it's just a fun book. And it's not meant to it's not like a war and peace. It's just a fun guide tip book that you can carry. It's not gigantic. And it's just something that you could read on a plane and have a few laughs and it's just life and it's funny. Well, I'm sure there's, you're so funny and you're so playful. So I'm sure that's a big indication of what the book is going to be like. Thank so you. make sure to check out Balls, How to Keep Your Relationship Alive When You Live with a Sports Obsessed Guy. Ernestine, thank you so much for coming thank in. You, Where Vanessa. can we find you? Do you have an Instagram account? No, I don't. Okay, I'm, so I'm no social media. I am the most non-social <laughs> media, but I will after this book comes out. Good How's that? Perfect. Well, thank you so much Thanks, for joining Vanessa. us. Appreciate it. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. 
Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I absolutely have such a girl crush on Ernestine. She's so funny. I can't wait to read her book. Mark, I know you're a huge (laughs) sports fan. Jared is too. And reading this book and talking to her, I just think, oh, my poor wife. (laughs) <laughs> do you put her through some of the stuff that Ernestine was talking about? I do because my team, the Brewers, any baseball team plays 162 games a year and everyone <laughs> to us is a big yeah, I know. <laughs> and you watch every you watch 162 games? I, not start to finish, but I, if I'm not watching I'm following it on my phone. It's a, it's every game is a big deal and I know that's crazy to have so many games, but I'm sorry, I do. We play at 4.35 this afternoon, we. And I can't, and I, I <laughs> I just was looking at their lineup. I'm like, ready for this one? Like, I'm ready every day. Listen, I would look at the lineup or whatever it's called, the roster, to when I was single to see which guys were cute. And then I'm like, ooh, this team has really cute All guys. Right. I'm going to watch that team. Yeah, <laughs> that was my way of watching sports. Um, but Tori's back in studio, and we're talking about some of the topics and questions that you guys had on Instagram. And... I feel like this is a whole new like world we're living in with Instagram and social media and the etiquette behind social media. I feel like we should have an entire episode just on dating someone and having Instagram, the etiquette of Instagram. If you're dating someone and you see that they are liking pictures of models, pictures of other women on Instagram, what do you like? What is your brain telling you is happening? And are you trying to should we be decoding that kind of behavior? Or should we just be like, ah, he's just liking the the pictures? I don't have a huge deal with it on my behalf. I think that it's like depending on the, like if it's like a naked girl on a beach, then I'm like, what? That's just also the fact that we can post those is kind of, I mean, whatever. But I would have a hard time with that. But like a bathing suit picture, I'm like, whatever. It's a like. If he's throwing heart eyes at it, then I'd be like, uh, yeah, no, we got a problem. But the like, I think it's just, it's. It's literally ornate in our bodies now. You scroll through and you like. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even mm-hmm. you don't really take a beat to be like, oh, what am I liking? You're just like, cute, cool, yes, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't take it as personal on my behalf. Like half the time I'm like, yeah, that girl is hot. So mm-hmm. I do get it. Mm-hmm. But I don't take it personal because I'm also like, do you know how many editing apps that girl <laughs> used to be able to post that? I don't have an issue over here. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I <laughs> You're like, let me just zoom in on I, that waist for you and teach you yeah, about exactly. Phase exactly. Two. This look, girl look how crooked the stairs are. Is arching um, rocks. 
Um, I think for me, it would be, that's hilarious. I think for me, it's more of a, how does that make me look? Yes. So, right. So if like you guys see, and this is not true at all, but like, let's say you see Josh liking a bunch of like girls on Instagram. You're probably thinking like, oh, that's a little disrespect. Like I kind of feel bad for Vanessa. Like, "Mm, does he like, I don't know. That's how I, when I get into a relationship, I always think, I shift my mentality from how does this affect me to how does this affect us? So my actions are going to be based on how will this make my partner look? And I don't want him to look stupid. So when and if my partner would do something like that, that's how I would bring it up. Like this makes me feel and look the certain way. Uh, I I agree with Vanessa on this one. I think it's Mm -hmm. a form of flirting. I really do. Now, it depends on the situation. If it's a person he's known since he was a kid, they grew up together, and it's not terribly uh, provocative photo, fine, whatever. But if it's a woman in a bikini, and he doesn't know her Mm -hmm. that well, Mm -hmm. it's a flirt. Because you're sending Mm -hmm. a message when you hit that like button. Mm -hmm. And what message are you trying to send? It's not just, I like your photo. That's a nice photo. It's not that. It is deeper than that. No, because mm-hmm. I get, I actually do understand if it was somebody that he didn't follow and was liking a photo, mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit like, that's kind of weird. But I also feel like there's a double standard. Like girls like guys with sh- with like shirtless pics I think it's and the guys same don't thing. freak I out about it. I think it's a flirt. It. It's, I, I think either way it's a flirt. You would be offended if a girl, if they're like on a beach and you were like, and like your wife or not your wife, that's too hard. If so, if you were dating someone and like, if I liked a guy who was shirtless, that's just a friend or somebody that I followed. Mm-hmm. I'd be pissed if my guy came at me being like, you're flirting because you're liking his pick. I'd be like, are you kidding? So what, what message are you sending by hitting that like button? It's a great pick. Is it though? Here's the thing. I'm here to support. Yeah. To Wait, under your it? wings. Post whatever you want on Insta. I'll like your photo. Of you about, at a Brewers but, game, you know, look, and then I'm gonna like a guy who maybe has a shirtless picture. Yeah, you liked a picture of me and my daughter together at a so baseball cute. game. It was There's really cute. Everyone wrong go with look. that. But Everyone if it's look. a guy who's half naked on a beach and you don't yeah. know him that well, you're sending a message. Look, you mm-hmm. can like a photo without hitting that button, right? I know that it's 2019 and everybody's so dialed into social mm-hmm. media. You can look at a picture, and go, "Oh, that's a nice picture," and not press that button out of respect for your partner. Right? I get it, and but I not- don't. And that's not to say that, listen, once you're dating someone, it's not like you can't find anyone else attractive. Like, that's just not, no, that's not going to happen. But to act upon those feelings is, for me, it's like, eh, just pump the brakes. That's a level of like, like, okay, then let's take this a level deeper. If you're feeling like that on social media, why even follow them? Should you, are you saying now you need to regulate who you're dating Yes. profiles instagram yes. on who they're yes. following yes. yes you guys yes. Yes. no 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 no. i dated someone that this is before like the 10 months ago first time i did the girls talk episode with brandy and this guy had come up to me he's like i was dating him and he's like oh well, i don't want kids and i'm like dude we never even spoke about kids and he was liking so many like naked women but like not only naked like naked almost naked women you know like barely showing yeah yeah. like barely like you know clothed and i remember thinking like i'm just gonna look past this whatever whatever fast forward like a couple months later he just didn't want to have a serious relationship with me to me that was an indication that's like oh you're cool i want to hang out with you but also i don't really like have i don't know if it's a level of respect for the person that you're dating, for me, actually, it is. It it's is, like yeah, if it I'm, is. 
yeah if i'm like really into someone if I, if a guy's dating me and they're really into me then like yeah just like i said how does that make me feel and how does that make me look so if you're if josh goes is like following Gigi hadid and likes one of her model picks. Do you get offended that's by that? That's different, but that's work. That's work. See, see, now we're setting up so many regulations. Homeboy can't even press we're follow not. to anybody. Look, it's a bunch of bikini, bunch of bikini models on Instagram. He should not be doing that. But if that. he knows them, it shouldn't be that bad. If he and knows if you're that them, concerned about a like, then you are. Should you be dating them? Here's the comparison I make. Let's say you're on the beach with your boyfriend, mm-hmm. and a girl walks by in a tiny, tiny bikini. Okay. Bound to happen. He, bound to happen. And he's bound to see that. Mm-hmm. And he's bound to think, wow, she's really hot. Yes. And that's all perfectly fine. However, if he goes up to her and says, hey. Wait, he's, he, says, he says it? Nope. He just thinks to himself, wow, she's really hot. Okay. And then you go back to your books. Mm-hmm. But if he walks up to her and says, hey, you're really hot. That's stepping over the line. That's different. Hell yeah. That's not okay. And that's what he's doing by hitting the like button. Like saying something in person is so different than doing a like on Instagram. It's two different languages. I think a like on Instagram is the equivalent of a silent thumbs up. That's what I always think about. Like if, mm. like if you're walking, mm-hmm. like if I'm walking down the street with my wife and uh, there's a nice looking young lady <laughs> and, I, and I just go like, I just don't say anything. I just give this, I don't even smile. I just thumbs up. I think that's the equivalent. And so good. she'd be like, hey, what was that? I'm like, oh, nothing. I just, I just like to you like. <laughs> I think that's the same thing. And... But I don't do that. And furthermore, I mean, Tori, we're friends, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I follow you on Instagram. I like the, the crap out of your pictures. If you posted like a bikini picture, I would not be double tapped. This happened to me because I'm friends yeah. with Tanya Rad oh, on okay. Facebook. And she posted a picture on the beach of her in a bikini and it was just butt cheeks. And I'm like, there was no way I'm liking that photo. <laughs> yeah, that is like, not No disrespect. The coworker right. makes it weird though. Mm-hmm. Whatever. The coworker the- makes it a little bit like for me and my gut, I'm still like, well, yeah, you're a coworker. You shouldn't maybe. But in my head, if a guy is following someone and likes her photo, I have way bigger issues. Now, no, if I he's following for- like naked girls and there's stuff and he's like DMing, of course, unraveling at the seams. But a like on Instagram is not a huge deal. It's a whole other world we live in where you can give silent like thumbs up and, you know, your girlfriend next to you could be like, yeah, I agree. Not silent. It's not silent because I feel like it's like a ding dong, like notice me. And that can lead to. Sliding into the DMs, yeah. that can lead to... It's, it's just, But then you guys yeah, are exactly. saying, honestly, he shouldn't follow anybody else than like a puppy, Instagram no, page, and his guy no, friends. he can like it. He can have human emotions. And he can even say to you, look at this girl. Some people have yeah. that relationship where they say, hey, wow, she's really hot. And you say, yeah, she is really hot. Wow. And you say the thing about guys, like, wow, he's really handsome. Yeah, he sure is. That's all fine because it's between the two of you. <laughs> but the second you let them know you feel that way, it's crossing a line. I agree. Uh, I, I still believe what agree. I believe. <laughs> I wouldn't just don't act upon. Listen, we all have these human instincts that we we like shiny, beautiful things, Mm -hmm. right? Just Mm -hmm. don't act upon them. That is it. Well, I say do what you want with your (laughs) thumb. That sounded weird. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have a title for the episode. Do what you want with your thumb. My God. I think that's a great way to end the episode. Do what you want with your thumb. (laughs) But first, Beachbody. Yes. Okay. So for people, a lot of people, um, the new year starts in January. Obviously it does start in January, but for me, because the teacher brain of mine, it starts in September and that's when I want to have like a whole new outlook on life. I want to start working out more and what better way to do it than with Beachbody on demand, which is an easy use streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts. And guess what? You can do them from the comfort of your living room 24 seven. This is the company behind P90X, Insanity, 
21 Day Fix, T25, Brazil Butt Lift, which is my favorite, and new programs continue to be added regularly to their platform at no additional fee. Get motivated by celebrity super trainers, you know, like Shanti, Shailene Johnson, Tony Horton, and Autumn Calabrese. Workouts are as short as 10 minutes that don't require any extra equipment. You can view it on your computer, web-enabled TV, t- uh, tablet, smartphone, Apple TV, Chromecast, and so much more. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite classes is the Brazil butt lift because I mean, who doesn't love big buns? But I also love Focus T25 with Sean T. It's a 60-day program, five days a week, and it's only 25 minutes each session. So, I mean, who doesn't have 25 minutes to work out? You can do it in the morning so you can get it done in the morning or you can do it at the end of the day. Listeners of Help I Suck at Dating can try it absolutely free. This is amazing. I really want you guys to try out the service because right now our listeners at Help I Suck at Dating can get a special free trial membership when you text the code DEAN, although he's not here, D-E-A-N to 303030, you will get full access to this entire platform for absolutely free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, which is super helpful for me, and all the support that you need, totally, totally free. Again, all you got to do is text D-E-A-N, DEAN to 303030. Hey, we're going to San Francisco. Yes. we're going. To, when is that? Next week? Yeah, it's the weekend after this weekend. So the weekend after this weekend, you guys know how much I have terrible luck traveling. So make sure you pray for me. I get my luggages. I get there in time. I'm only there for a couple of days. I'm very excited. I haven't been to San Francisco in a really long time. So really looking forward to that. And especially to doing a podcast live face to face with my boys. This will be well, with one Park boy, I think. San Francisco, home of the Giants. And thank you to Hotel Via SF San Francisco for taking care of us while we're there. Are we um, pitching? <laughs> Are we doing any, like, it's a baseball game, right? You just I know started your campaign right now. And Dean, throughout the first person in an Angels game, he has experience at that. So he could give you some tips. I would love to do that. Yes. All right. And an email quickly from Anonymous. I've had a little crush on my coworker for over a year. Only problem is he has a long distance girlfriend he's been with for around two years. Recently, a bunch of coworkers hung out and we all got pretty drunk. What surprised me was how flirty he was toward me that even my coworkers noticed. He kept touching me, putting his arm around me, hugging me, etc. At one point, he was holding my hand. I would never do anything out of respect for his girlfriend. But in a strange way, it kind of felt right. The weird thing is that we worked together the following day. He didn't act different. But is it strange that he hasn't brought it up? I'm thinking he was probably just drunk and doesn't mean anything. But don't drunk actions speak sober thoughts? So many feelings. Um, listen, do you really want to start a relationship with a guy who's showing you how he is already in a relationship? To me, that's a warning sign. So the only thing that I would bring up is kind of putting him in his place. Cause Tori, like Tori said, I'm the kind of girl that's like, hold my hoops and like take my nails off. So I would kind of just casually bring it up and be like, dude, like, you know, I know like we were really, um, flirtate, not even flirtatious, like we were really friendly with each other. And I just want to say like, it felt uncomfortable for me cause I know you have a girlfriend. So I just want to say like, I didn't really appreciate the way that you acted on behalf of your girlfriend. That's something that I would say, but I guess some people would just kind of let it go and not say anything. 
I would let it go and not say anything because of the other girlfriend. I think that it. I think that drunk actions do speak th- sober thoughts. I think he probably has a little bit of a crush on you, and that happens in in relationships. It happens. People eyes wander. People get little crushes and stuff. They like Instagram pictures. <laughs> Possibly. Yes. But uh, I think as long as that girlfriend's there, there is nothing you can do about that. Until that girlfriend's out of the way, you just got to yep. keep quiet about it. I'm right. like dead center in the middle, where I think drunk thoughts like liquor gives you the courage to do something but once you sober up the situation's still the exact same mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. so if he was like even if he if he he does have feeling obviously it sounds like he has feelings for her agreed um and you have the liquid courage in you to say or to be flirty or whatever but until mm-hmm. the actual act is done where he separates from his girlfriend nothing's gonna happen so it's like, I think he's getting the courage to say things or do things, because I don't know if he really said anything, but to do and be flirty and be bold. But at the end of the day, sober thoughts are, I'm still with my girlfriend and he probably won't break up with his girlfriend. No, and Vanessa's got a good point there that if if you start dating him and then he's drunk with some somebody else somewhere, mm-hmm. he may be all over them. So keep that in mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. That's just some food for thought, because, I mean, he's already giving you a little glimpse of his actions you know and whether that's like dude like people are in relationships and there's a point in the relationship where you're miserable well not you're you're not not definitely miserable but there's a point in the relationship where you're not 100 percent happy and that's okay and that you want to make sure you're with someone in those low times that is still going to treat you and make you seem like the queen of the world in your eyes and in everyone else's eyes Hmm. drop the mic wraps it up beautifully Do you like that? Oh, God. So I think we should end on that high note. (laughs) Ladies, make sure that you are the queen and that your man or your woman or your partner or whoever you're dating is treating you like you know you need to be treated. Mm. So I wanted to give a very big thank you, Tori. Thank you for coming in and opening up to us about your long distance (laughs) stuff. Easton, Mark, thank you so much for um, being on the podcast today. Uh, and a very big thank you to Ernestine Sclafani uh, Bayless, who came in to talk to us about her new book, Balls, How to Keep Your Relationship Alive When You Live with Sports Obsessed Guy. You can find the book on Amazon. A very big thank you to our listeners and to Beachbody. And um, yes, thanks to, thanks to uh, everybody who keeps tuning in and keeps writing. And hopefully next week, we will suck a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. 
The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Today, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.